Hello guys, hello and welcome to episode number 24 of the RDO podcast. As always, I am your host, Jason Von Cannell, with my brother and co-host, Alex Von Cannell. Uh, let's get straight into it today, because obviously there's a lot going on in the world at the mm. moment. Now, now, typically this podcast, we didn't want just to be about commenting on what's happening around the world all the time, um, but I feel that what's going on at the moment is extremely relevant. Yep. Uh, especially to us being pretty new in the podcast game, yep. where we're talking about social media and um, freedom of speech and freedom yep. of expression. Those censorship. Censorship. Um, so, to start off with, I, I wrote something down last night, because I, I wanted to make sure I got it in writing, and I want to read it out to you, because... Yeah, I've not heard this. Yes, Alex hasn't, hasn't heard this, um, and I just wanted this to come across... Uh, in the best way possible, because I know if I didn't write it down, didn't read it out, then I'd probably jumble my words. I'm not 100% sure if it's exactly what I wanted to say, because I just wrote... right, please. What did you tell me? The remote. Oh, yeah. Um, not 100% sure if it's exactly what I mean, but obviously I just sort of jotted it down last night. So, whenever you're, uh, you're ready. to get this to... Uh... uh. <laughs> That's the wrong way. Here we go. Okay. So I want to start off with the old, I think it's a proverb is what they call them, which is, if a tree falls in the forest and no one is around to hear it, does it make a sound? Uh So whatever side of politics you're on, I would encourage you to take a step back, a deep breath, and try your best to see things clearly and objectively. Last week, following a protest that turned violent at the Capitol building in Washington, D.C., certain social media companies made the decision to remove Donald Trump from their platforms, either temporarily or permanently, as he had breached their terms and conditions. In doing so, they have removed his privilege to share his thoughts and views on their platforms. It is important to point out that as private companies, they all have the right to run their businesses the way they see fit. And we must remember that they are, in fact, businesses. Their primary focus is to create profits for and protect the financial uh, interests of their investors, as are the mainstream media outlets that run TV programs, websites, and newspapers. The reality is, as consumers of these various forms of media, we vote with our time, our attention, and our money. All successful companies give their customers exactly what they want, so they come back for more. So, if, like me, you were disillusioned at the current state of all news media, which is primarily designed to captivate our attention by delivering non-stop, negatively charged sensationalism, then you need to realise that the fault lies not with them, but with us, and where we focus our attention. If the bland, black and white truth was more profitable, then that's what they would be telling us. That aside, I firmly believe in freedom of speech. I may not agree with your point of view, but I believe in your right to have it, present it in the social discourse, and argue it as best you can. I believe that freedom of speech is the foundation on which we progress as a society. It is important that all people can put forth all ideas, no matter how unpopular, so that as a community we can decide whether to embrace them if they move us forward, or move past them if they don't. You only need to look at our history to see that many of the things we take for granted today, such as gay marriage, abolishing slavery, or giving women the right to vote, were once extremely unpopular opinions. This is why I strongly believe that censorship is not the answer for bad speech. 
as it both isolates negative ideas and allows them to grow and fester away from the social discourse, as well as stifles new and potentially better ways of thinking. The real answer is better speech, better ideas, and education. I guarantee you that no one who has ever been censored is pro-censorship. And if you are, and one day you find yourself being censored, then you truly will see the answer to the question I started with. Because if the tree falling in the forest is your ideas, and no one is around to hear them because you've been censored, then history will show that you haven't made a sound, no matter if you're right or wrong. Yeah, very well said. I actually... So, I, I didn't go to as much trouble as you, but I thought of something in the shower this morning, mm. which was... Ultimately, we are in a quest for truth. Mm -hmm. The truth is never going to come out in silence. So if no one, if the opposing side is not allowed to voice their their opinion, you're never going to find the truth because it's probably, it's probably somewhere between the yeah. two. It usually is. Mm. It usually is. There's usually some common ground that can be found, mm -hmm. which is beneficial to both parties. Yeah. But if you silence one, you're never going to find it. That's right. Now, my biggest concern out of all of this, though, is just that. We're now allowing companies that the companies that that uh, moderate the flow of most of the information mm -hmm. decide what's right and wrong. That's right. But and that what, shouldn't be their decision. No. It's our decision. And, and that's the thing. It's, it's every individual's even, decision. It's not even that they're, we're allowing them to decide what's right and wrong. We're allowing them to decide what is fact and what is not fact. Yeah. I, I have one last quote, which I'll, I'll share for you in this as well. Um, so George Orwell wrote in his book, 1984, who controls the past controls the future, who controls the present controls the past. So our history is being written every single day. The question we need to ask ourselves is, who are we allowing to write it? Mm. So what, what I, I'm with you, what I find really concerning about um, the current landscape and uh, really interesting. So I, I had a conversation with our old man last night and our old man's a very intelligent guy. He's a very smart, rational thinker. Uh, however, he doesn't like computers, doesn't like... He, he rarely goes on the internet to actually look at stuff. Mm. Doesn't really know how to do it, doesn't know where to go. So him and I had a bit of a conversation about what was happening and you could tell that the ideas that the mainstream media are trying to get across were starting to take root in him and in For his sure. thinking, regardless of whether he would... Like, if you gave him the full information, he would make a rational decision. Yeah. He's a rational guy. Yeah. But because he's only able to get his information from one source, uh, that's, the, that's all the info he's got to work off to make his rational decisions from. And that's... There's nothing against someone for doing that. That's what they're exposed to. Yeah. I suppose what we're trying to say is expose yourself to more. Yeah, but and also we need to we need to have a society that actually allows you to be exposed to more, because we 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 seem to be in this um, in a world now we, we got we got cancel culture and cancel culture has been happening for a long time, but it's it's ramping up and it's getting worse. Like if you would have said even 
you know, four or five years ago when cancel culture had begun, that one day they'd cancel the President of the United States, you, you would have thought, no, that's ludicrous. Yeah. But that's what's happened. Yeah. Um, now, anyone who... And look, I've, I've got no um, comment on whether or not Donald Trump's right or wrong or a good guy or a bad guy or anything like that. That's not what this is about. Yeah. Um, but it, it, regardless of which side of, of politics that you're on, you should be concerned that... Uh, the uh, particularly social media companies, because mainstream media is one thing, but you've got different networks all over the world showing different programming all over the world. If you these these social media companies are global, mm. so like Twitter or Facebook or any of them, they're global platforms. So a lot US based, US based, but global platforms. Yeah. So a lot of the information gets shared around all of the all of these platforms all across the world, and the whole world is seeing the same thing. So um, obviously, if one company decides what is correct factual information to be spreading across the world and what isn't, then they're in control of the hearts and minds of everyone. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, and that's scary. It's scary too when you think that they're just people. Yeah. They're just people like us. They're just people like you. But someone has the button to say, well, no, that's not gonna, that information is going to get suppressed. Mm. And I don't believe in any suppression of any, any speech. No. You know? Um... Hate speech, hate speech, if you silence hate speech, they're just going to find a community underground and it's, and, it's, and it's going to fester and become even worse. And that's, yeah, you, you're exactly right. The best thing you could do with, with a, someone that uh, practices in hate speech is to have the conversation. Yeah. And actually get an understanding of where they're from and make sure that they get an understanding of where, of where you come from. I remember there was, um, I can't remember the guy's name, but we should look it up. There was a guy who was on Joe Rogan's podcast a long time ago and he was an African-American man <clears throat> who oh, yeah. was was sitting down and having conversations with white supremacists mm. and the whole point of it was to show these white supremacists I'm not the demon that you've had drummed into your brain that I am I'm just a normal person just like you yeah. and we can have a conversation and he was reaching out to people yeah. and he was converting a lot of people away from that line of thinking Yeah. and your point there is super valid which is with censorship you can only censor bits and pieces, right? So all you do is you end up taking those people and pushing them to the fringes. You push them outside the normal social yeah. discourse, away from the good ideas we want them to have. Mm. You push them away from it, so then they find a community that embraces their ideas and only their ideas, and it is allowed to grow and fester, and then it becomes extreme. Mm. We don't want that. No. Like, I, I would much rather have a society where someone has destructive ideas in their head, they come and talk to me about them and they openly share them with me so I can go, hey man, I don't think that's a good idea. Like, because... Well, and, but this is why, yeah. Was it? Yeah. I suppose the most offensive thing for me through this whole thing is... Now, I was watching and I was, I was very critical with you of the amount of censorship that was happening leading up to the election. Mm -hmm. That one side got to say what they wanted to say and the other side was not allowed to say what uh, they were allowed to say. Yeah. But for yesterday, we exchanged some screenshots mm. of Twitter's privacy... Their policy account. Policy account. Yeah. Who literally put a post up yesterday mm -hmm. about a Ugandan uh, election. Yeah. And how they heard that some ISPs were taking away... Uh, were moderating some of the... Um, they were the, blocking social media companies. Yeah, some of the social media companies. And we believe in a free internet, mm -hmm. free and open internet. 
Yeah. But you don't. No. Like, and yeah, the, literally yesterday, a week after banning the President of the United States from their platform, they have said that they believe in a free and open internet and they have condemned the Ugandan government for censoring social media companies. Yeah. Like, it is hypocrisy at its finest. One of the other things, too, that... Um, so, when I sent you that text, I thought it was years old. Yeah, it looked... That's what I thought, too. So, that's why I ended up actually going on the Twitter's yeah. policy account to check it myself. Yeah, it was a little Because it looked before. like one of those things that would spread about around the internet. And everyone would go, oh, this tweet didn't age well, but it's mm. back from 2015 or something. It was um, yesterday. It was yesterday. Um, the other thing, too, anyone who is pro... Uh, what happened to Donald Trump being removed off these platforms and celebrates the platforms for it. Uh, they should not be celebrated for this, even even if you think it's the right thing to do. Because it is it is so transparent. They've done it a week before he's out of office and the Democratic government's in. All they're trying to do is appease the, current, the government that will be running things. They're, they're trying to make them happy so that when legislation goes through the courts that affects these social media companies, their businesses, and the way they can function, they'll be like, oh, hey, remember when we scratched your back and we got rid of rid of Trump with you? I mean, that, that's always going to be a hard hard thing to prove. But I, what I would say is that from, a, from, a, uh, from an absolutely um, unbiased approach, mm-hmm. you can't have speech when only one side's allowed to talk yeah it's impossible it's not speech that's dictatorship yeah and it it should be on us to decide what's right and wrong mm-hmm. given all the information yeah not have an arbiter that that that's a whole um like you said in your speech their whole business model is to sell you advertising, to keep that's you right. engaged to sell you advertising. So don't forget that that's their motivation. Their yeah. motivation is not truth. No. What true. our motivation as a society should be truth. Mm-hmm. What is the truth? And the only way that you're going to find the truth is to look at the evidence on both sides. Yeah. So, you know, a, a police doesn't... A police, when they do investigations, they only look at one side. No. You get both. You get the story from mm-hmm. both. And you'll find there will be a truth somewhere in between. It's And that's the whole thing. The truth is usually somewhere in the middle. Yeah. So all of us have to come back to somewhere towards the middle. Because, like it or not, like, one of the most um, destructive elements to everything that's going on at the moment is the way that the way that they are able to do this stuff is quite sneaky and it's quite underhanded. And it's very, very powerful because what they do is they influence enough people over a long enough period of time. So this stuff didn't happen overnight. Mm. This has been going on for years and years and years. It's social conditioning, right? And they have gotten it to a point now where, like, it's not it's not them telling us what to do or anything like that. It's them throwing an idea out there, planting the seed of that idea in people's brains, and then they're letting the people tell people what to do. So we're actually in a position now where, as, as a society, we are getting behind causes and decisions which were not even our own original ideas, sure. and they're using us to police each other. Yeah. And to wrap out each other. We're becoming pawns. We, we are 100% pawns in this game. And you're right. Like what, what people need to remember is all of these companies 
they're not not-for-profit companies. They're all motivated by profits. So every decision they need to make is all centered around profit and investors and you know appeasing to their investors. There was a, a really interesting um, clip you may have heard from the No Agenda podcast this week where, again, don't remember which network he's from, but there was a, a news anchor from the States who was commenting on the Capitol building uh, riot and uh, was riffing off the top of his head and said that the, the worst thing about this is that they were just all, like all these people are just allowed to leave and they're going to, they're just going to go home. They'll be laughing. They'll be eating at Olive Olive Garden and mm. um, oh yes, right. And then the next day, he had to come out and retract that statement because hey, Olive Garden's a sponsor. Yeah, like we need to understand the difference between news and entertainment, yeah. like engagement entertainment. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So and 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 realize that. You remember the, the, the saying used to be sex sells? Mm-hmm. I think in modern times, outrage sells. Yeah, I agree. At, they're all businesses. Yeah. They're all businesses. So I would just say, look, our mantra is we want to always give you the solutions, mm-hmm. not just talk about the problems. And my solution is make sure when you're in a, a quandary, when you're ever in a, in, in a time where you're unsure of something, try and find the truth. Yeah. So don't just don't just uh, take what like don't just read something and believe it. Mm. Challenge yourself to check what the other side says. Yeah, because like you, dig deeper. You might have assumptions that you think you have created out of pure logic, mm. but what a lot of people don't realize is these assumptions actually come from seeds that have been planted in your brain by external parties. So in sales, we talk about it all the time: seed planting. The, the most powerful way to sell a product is to plant seeds early on in a client's brain. So by the time later on that you, you need to pull on those little, um, those little plants that you've planted, the customer thinks it's their idea mm. to do what you wanted them to do the whole time. Mm. Like that's a sales technique, it's a sales principle, is allow the customer to think that they're making the decisions. When yeah. you're, ma- you're pulling all the strings, you're the puppet master. These... Media companies, they are doing the same thing to all of us every day, whether we are aware of it or not. So I'm, I'm hyper aware because obviously we're, we're doing this podcast, but um, I mean, I'm, I'm at home now. I'm not at work. I'm not distracted by work. So I see a lot of media. I see a lot of news. I spend a lot of time on social media. And after watching The Social Dilemma, for example, that made me more aware of yeah. what is going on. But regardless of how aware I am, I'm still being influenced every sure. single day. Um, yesterday morning, the news was on, and because again, I, I was mainly tuning in to see what was happening with the the COVID um, mm. situation in Brisbane, just to see what I could do, uh, <laughs> know where I could go. Um, but then there was obviously all this stuff about the election, and I found myself being triggered. Yeah, like I was being triggered, and they—that's what they want. They want to trigger people. Yeah. So I turned it off. Yeah. Because I was like, you know what? This news cycle will be around tomorrow. I'm not going to miss any of it. You know, it's not like if I miss that um, news article in the morning, I'll never see it ever again. Mm. It'll be played for days and days and days. So I turned it off. So I think that transitions well into something that I wanted to bring up and to the levels that I've gone uh, to try and address this in myself. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if people have been following in the news that uh, in Europe, they're trying to break up Facebook. Yeah. From owning Instagram and WhatsApp. Yes. 
So, reason being, when, and I think we spoke about this in an earlier pod, but I'll just summarise. WhatsApp, when it was purchased for like $18 billion, part of the deal was that they weren't allowed to harvest that information that was on that app for Facebook advertising. Yeah, people's personal information. Personal information. Yeah. Two months later, done. Yeah, they just did it anyway. Okay. So, they just flouted the rules. Now, it's as of the 8th of February, Apple's changing their terms of service policy so that apps need to tell you, Mm -hmm. uh, any Apple user, what data they'll have access to. Mm -hmm. And Facebook's losing it. Yeah. Because they they know that you don't know this stuff. That's right. Well, they, they already started telling people. So if you go into the app store, it actually tells you under each application what data they take and, and how they use it. Mm. The, the new um, operating system that they were launching will actually require you to opt in or out yeah. of them using that information. Yeah. Now, I was thinking about this too, um, because you're right, Facebook's losing their shit over it because that's their entire business model. Um, their advertising is so valuable to advertisers because it is targeted. Mm. Now, what I was thinking was, okay, so how is Facebook going to influence people to opt in to that function? Well, I wouldn't be surprised if they just double the ads on your feed with junk that you're not interested in. So then maybe someone, maybe people will go, oh, I've just got all these ads about stuff I'm not interested in at all. I'll just turn it on so at least it'll show me stuff that I'm interested in. They could do, but, but before, before you get to that. Yeah. So I made the conscious decision of getting rid of WhatsApp okay. for, uh, as a first. Yep. Uh, had a lot of group chats and was starting to notice that discussions that we're having on WhatsApp tended to be advertised to me later on in Facebook. Right, okay, yep. Okay? Mm-hmm. Now, Messenger, Facebook Messenger, mm-hmm. is a Facebook product. Yep. And I ran a test. So I'm trying to get the guys, so we've got a couple group chats, mm-hmm. and I'm trying to get the guys off that onto something else. Mm-hmm. I, oh, I've got a games... Uh, a games chat group yep. where I asked if the guys want to come on and play, play games. I said, I want a new graphics card. Mm-hmm. Open Facebook up instantly. There was an article about, about the um, NVIDIA's new mm. 3080 um, yep. graphics card. So, if you don't think like, what irks me about it, yes, it's relevant. Yes, the advertising is more targeted to mm. me. But would you want someone, if I was having a personal conversation with you, if all these cameras were off, mm-hmm. would you want that information being used to profit from? Well, no. Of course not. Like, and see, interesting example that I can think of off the top of my head now too is um, I have recently had a whole bunch of ASICs shoes ads pop up on my Facebook feed mm-hmm. and my Instagram feed. Now... I've not spoken to anyone via messaging or anything about buying ASICs because I just buy ASICs, mm. right? It's just something I do. Mm. However, recently, I went online to the ASICs online store and I purchased a pair of ASICs. So I already own the product. Yeah. I already bought them. So the only way that Facebook knows that I have had any um, doings with ASICs at all is because they've tracked me online on my computer after I've left their platform, which, which they do, yep. which it shows you in the Apple App Store that they do this. They track you even when you leave the app. So they know I visited the ASIC site, mm-hmm. and now they're feeding me ASIC ads. So so it's a product I've even already bought. 
And I'm still getting advertising for it. So twofold things. I have the solution for that browser thing, which mm-hmm. I've I've implemented this week, uh, which I'll come to. But uh, the first point I wanted to make, another little. Uh, I don't know if I don't know if it happens on everyone, but for me, when I will hit the three dots in the corner on an ad that, and I can select why I don't want to see it. Mm-hmm. Certain uh, responses lock up my system. And I have to close down Facebook and open again. Really? Yeah. Yeah, it freezes on that screen every time. What are the responses? Uh, I'd have to... I, I think it's knows too much. So when you click it and you said it knows too much, <laughs> it'll just... It'll bring up half the next screen to say, thanks for, like, letting us customise it. And it'll just stay there and there's nothing I can do about it. I have to shut the app and, and open back up again. Do those ads come back? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Of course. Okay, so the browser thing. So you're, you are right. Those apps, that's what a cookie is, right? A cook, when, when it says we use cookies, what that does is basically, and when you accept it, that says that we're going to follow you around the internet yeah. and we're going to write down where you go because we may use it for targeted ads. Yeah. There's a browser called the Brave browser. B-R-A-V-E. Yeah. Brave. Brave browser has got ad blockers built in. Mm-hmm. And it will tell you how many, uh, how many cookies or how many uh, dirty tracking devices are on each site, and it will automatically block them for you. Right. Now, even more, uh, even cooler than that, it's because it does that. It's faster. Okay. Because yeah. Google Chrome, in particular, is now one of the slowest uh, browsers that you can use. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure about Safari. Safari, I'm sure, is fast, but because I don't, I don't have any Apple products anymore. But yeah. But Chrome was was the standard, but now it is so heavily laden with trackers, yeah. it's the slowest. Yeah, right. Microsoft's Edge browser came out, supposed to be much faster. This Brave browser is the fastest one I've ever used. Right. You, I use DuckDuckGo as a search engine. Mm. I no longer use Google. Yeah. I try to limit the amount of voice activation stuff that I do. So even when I push the voice thing on the DuckDuckGo search bar, mm. it'll say, this voice goes to Google. Right. Okay, so don't forget that Google's using, every time you use a voice command, and probably the same as Siri, you're teaching it. Yeah. Okay? That data gets used. Yeah. Now, where Brave fits in with what we have discussed on here, uh, they are very crypto uh, savvy. It's mm-hmm. a crypto savvy browser. Yeah. So what they have created is, if you don't want ads, we'll show you no ads. If you want Brave ads, brave authorized ads, you can select how many you're going to receive in an hour, and we're going to pay you in a token called BAT, which I think stands for Basic Activity Token. Right. Attention Token. Basic Attention Token. Okay. So, in effect, for every ad that you receive, you get about five cents US. Right. Now, people go, oh, that's nothing. Well, Google's charging someone way more than that mm. and they're keeping all of it. Yeah. So this is a way that you can actually leverage your use of the internet yeah. to benefit you. Yeah. Now it's got an embedded uh, crypto wallet. Once you get to a certain point, uh, you can now use BAT. You could chuck it on an exchange and sell it and cash out. Or the beautiful thing on it, for creators, for people who create on the Brave uh, um, browser, you can click in the corner, it's got a little Brave token, click on that, and if you wanted to, you could push a donation to them in BAT. 
So if you appreciate something, there's that value for value yeah. model that we talk about. Yeah. If you appreciate what that person does, you can just send them a small amount of money. There mm. you go, th- as a B- um, through the BAT um, function. Yeah. And you can support someone that you directly see value in. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I, I haven't spoken to you about, like, I want to move off Messenger. So I don't yep. want to use Messenger anymore. Mm-hmm. So I've downloaded Signal. Now, the reason, so I had Telegram yep. as well, but I've moved to Signal. Telegram is better for groups, but Signal is way faster, in my opinion. Like, the, the interface is, is much quicker. Mm-hmm. They've both got end to end encryption, but I believe Telegram. You have to set this is a an encrypted conversation, like a, a where a signal does it automatically. automatically. Yeah. Okay, um, they're not harvesting your data. Mm. They're not using it to sell you stuff. Yeah. Okay. So so that's that are some those are some real uh, steps that you can take yeah. to protect yourself from from. Um, these data echo chambers mm. because they're using this data against you. That's right. It's not just advertising your stuff. Yeah. It's Facebook's learning mm-hmm. what makes you outraged, yeah. and then pushing you that stuff. So, so I can I've I've spoken about it on this before, but I'll bring it up again. I can tell that they are trying to outrage me because of the recommended comment That's at the right. top of articles. Yeah, ones that aren't the most popular, aren't the most recent, mm-hmm. but they know go against what I believe. Yeah. it'll throw it up. Up the top as a as a uh, as a demo mm-hmm. because it's trying to trigger me. That's exactly right, and that's not cool. Now, because triggering is is it valuable. creates engagement. Yeah, that's right. So if my business is not was not so heavily dependent on Facebook, and that, this is a problem, I need to think of a transition to pre- protect my mm. business interests as well. Yeah, um, I'd be getting off mm. facey. I, I, I literally we had the conversation this week where. Like, if it weren't for having a podcast that we were trying to create and, and market, because unfortunately, the people are on these platforms. So, but if, if it weren't for us trying to do this, I would probably have already closed down my Facebook account. Because, again, it, it is a time suck. Like, mm-hmm. you just go on there and you just scroll. And especially now, I've got Facebook and Instagram. It's got the same shit on both of them anyway, yeah. because now, because they are a, a joint company. So everyone who shares one thing on Instagram just auto shares to Facebook, you end up seeing the same post twice yep. anyway. But that cookies thing, um, let's take that a step further. So this is this is what the future can look like with the cookies thing. So we're, we're already, we're talking about, and we're in a world at the moment where we have censorship becoming more, more rife and we have a social discourse in which only one side is allowed to speak. Mm. So what happens if down the track, um, you are, so you hear something, you are in your quest for truth, so you go online and you go to one of these browsers and you try to search for information outside of what the- yeah, counter to what your- Counter to what the social discourse show. says is acceptable. Yep. That all gets logged. Yep. We, you may end up being in a situation where that can be a thought crime. Yeah. That's what that book, 1984, a lot yeah. of it is about. Um, it, like, it is about how uh, we are being controlled, and the way we are controlled is they control our thoughts. And the way they control our thoughts is they control the, the, the language that we actually use, but also that we consume. So when they remove certain words from the discourse because you're not allowed to use them, 
over time, those words get forgotten about. The thoughts associated with those words get mm. forgotten about as well, which actually reduces your ability to think as a human being. Mm. But again, getting back to all these trackers and stuff like that, you, you, no one wants to live in a world where your internet search history might put you in prison. Yeah. Or might yeah. make you lose your job. Yep. Because that's, that's what we're looking at here. Well, you heard that's what... That's, um, Forbes put out a letter, say, Forbes magazine, mm-hmm. saying that anyone that was on Trump's... In Trump's party, if you try and get a job in corporate world, we'll do whatever we can to make sure you don't get jobs. Yeah. Isn't that sadistic? Yeah. Like, you, you, you're allowed to support an idea... Like... The biggest problem with politics is everyone thinks if you're one party or the other, and in in Australia, if you're Labor or Liberal, everyone thinks that you support every single thing that they say. Yeah. You don't have to. Yeah. You absolutely don't have to. The other thing too, ladies and gentlemen, it's okay to change your mind on subjects as you grow and as you mature. For sure. I, I know full well, when I was 15 years old, I thought I knew everything. Everything in the world. Like... You, there was nothing in the world that was happening that I didn't know about and that I didn't know the right answer on. And as I've gotten older, I've realized how little I actually knew back then. And I've changed my mind on a lot of things. Mm. It is okay for you to admit, hey, you know what? I used to think a certain way. Yeah. Now I don't. Yeah. You because should always be looking for the quest for truth. That's right. Because that's how we progress forward as a society is, and again, it all starts with con- honest conversations, real conversations where all sides are allowed to uh, to come together and put forth their ideas. Mm. And then we as a society decide what we like and what mm. we'll continue with and what we don't like and what we'll move away from. I want to throw this little thought out there too with everything that's going on at the moment. Don't assume that the politicians or the decision makers are right. Mm. We have that. We, we, we tend to fall into that assumption that mm. obviously what they're doing is right. Yeah. Because, you know, that's who we look to. We've, we've elected them. But at the end of the day, they're still just people. They're still just human beings. But there's also a lot of vested interest around, like, like you spoke about social media. Social media is vested interest to the shareholders. Mm-hmm. And, and their revenue base is on marketing. That's right. Politicians primarily is about re-election. Mm-hmm. So you need to factor all those things in when you're deciding what's right and wrong. And yeah. the example that I want to use, and it is an extreme one, and I don't, uh, this is not meant to be outrageous. And I'm going to parallel things that are very different, but in, in my opinion, the same. Mm-hmm. We were outraged years and years ago to the point where we as a nation went to war in Iraq. Mm-hmm. We are still there. Yeah. We don't talk about it anymore. There was a little bit of news just recently because it looks like some of the troops are going to get done for war crimes. Did the wrong thing, right? Yeah. But we've been there the whole time. It's the longest war that we've ever been involved in. Right. It's longer than a world war. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We're still there. It has already gone through a court, and they found that Tony Blair brought us into that on false pretenses. Mm-hmm. So it was, in effect, an illegal war. Yeah, because it was based on the weapons of mass destruction. That were never there. But that were never there, which they knew were never there. But we're still there, and we let everyone off. Mm. We let the media off for hyping us up. Yeah. We've let the government off for uh, for, for sending, our, like, troops there. Mm-hmm. Like, family and friends have been 
yeah. posted overseas, they've got irreparable damage to their, like, like PTSD and all, all sorts well, people of... People have died. People... People have died. Had, Many like, people have we've died. We've had Australians that have been sent overseas to die based on false pretenses. Yeah. yeah. So there is a very recent example of why we need to question some of these things. We don't get everything right. Mm. The only way to get it right is to actually look at, at both sides. And I don't think we did. And we let... Now, I was hyped then. Mm-hmm. I was going to enlist. Yeah. That's how hyped I was because I was responding to the information that I was given. That's right. But a, a, an older me would never... I would ask, okay, before we do this, do we know everything? Mm-hmm. Like, have we got any evidence of yeah. this? Are we really going to turn... Uh, I got my hair cut by someone who was... She was... She lived in... She's an Iraqi. Mm-hmm. And she was there in the 90s when, when, like, in the war-torn. Right. It's horrible to think that that someone could look like someone like a person we, we I think we're so distanced from those from those people we are but to to have a chat with someone that was there on the ground mm-hmm. and watch family members yeah. get shot for no reason blown yeah. up you know and especially when you realize it was for no reason yeah now uh, linking that into the censorship conversation there were some people that tried to put real information out into the world for the social discourse to be able to consume and make a decision on. Edward Snowden yeah. and Julian Assange. Yeah. And what happened to them? Yeah. They they had been stifled. So this is the part that I don't get. Snowden came out and said something that was true. He he didn't he didn't claim it. He showed it. He yeah. he, he gave WikiLeaks all the data that he pulled. Mm-hmm. That was naughty, yes. Okay? Yeah. Bad boy. But what he what he uh, uh, what he showed to the public mm. was way worse. Yeah. Like on another magnitude, mm-hmm. right? Yet he is still outcast by that nation. That's right. And um, Julian Assange, he's a publisher. Yeah. yeah. He's a publisher. Mm-hmm. And the stuff that he's put up is no worse than any of the like the stuff that we see every week that's brandished around. Well, especially on social media platforms yeah. because they're indemnified by the laws. Yeah. So a lot of people don't realise this. Social media companies are protected. There are, there are laws at stake that they cannot be held liable for user-generated content that is put onto their platforms mm. because it's not them actually putting on the platforms themselves. It's us. Yep. Now, Which is what Parler just got done for. Right. Okay. So ISPs have so Amazon has removed Parler's ability, or I don't know. If, no, they're talking about it. They've sent a letter. No, I think it's done. But done. so Apple has said, no, nah, you're not. You you can't. Uh, you can't use our um, marketplace. Yeah, they won't yeah. host it. And it looks like Amazon Web Services is saying no because you can't moderate the content that's on it. Mm. You're out. Yeah. So that law, they've got that law to protect them, mm. but they're choosing when... Well, because they're, 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 they're exactly. a law amongst, um, um, uh, amongst, themselves. amongst themselves. That's right. And that's in there. They pick and choose. So, so the thing is, what, what the loophole is, obviously, is that um, the, the social... Like, so I'm not even going to pick a social media company, but you guys pick one in your head. They're indemnified from the content that a user puts on their platform because they didn't generate the content. However, they're still allowed to spread it. And they, they pull the strings... And monetize it. And monetize it. And the, these companies, they pull the strings on which information spreads faster, mm-hmm. which information gets stifled. Mm-hmm. 
For example, the Hunter Biden laptop story from before the election. That got completely stifled and even banned off certain platforms mm. because that was information they knew could potentially affect the outcome of the election that was coming up. So they stifled it. So one of the things that um, you often heard back in 2016 with the, the US election was about um, external influence in the election. <laughs> yep. So, you know, Russia gay, Russia influencing the election. Can I just uh, add to that? Yeah. The people are, we, people are crazy now talking about uh, interference. Mm. But how quick they forget. That exact same conversation happened four years ago. That's right. The exact same conversation, yeah. just with a different nation state yeah. involved. Yeah, exactly right. Uh, but, but that's the whole thing, is, like, if you want to talk about election interference, you need not look further than the social media platforms that you're on every single day. Yeah, you can see it in plain You can see sight. it in, in plain sight, in, in play. There are stories that would pop up on your feed all day, every day, to influence your decisions and which way that you want it to, to go. I can tell you, throughout my... Um, uh, when I was the news that I was exposed to, I have no idea what Biden's policies were. Zero. Yeah. Zero. I was not shown any of it. Mm. None of it. Because he he his masterstroke game plan was to say nothing. No, but then I but then I had spoken to people that knew. Okay. So maybe they were shown it and mm. I wasn't. Yeah. But that doesn't help my quest for truth. No. And as Australians, like it's it's easy for us to sit there and go, yeah, but it's America and you know. It's not our problem and whatever. But everything that happens in America tends to trickle down to yeah, Australia. Yeah, we're about 10 years behind. Yeah, we're very, we're very similar societies. Uh, we are very fortunate in that, like, even especially with like COVID going on at the moment, that we're isolated. It's one of the biggest yeah, benefits. You said that to... word twice, the one that we said we wouldn't say. Yeah, okay. Yeah. But uh, we're, we're isolated away from the rest of the world, which does make us a little bit safer in certain ways. Sure. But if you think this stuff doesn't happen over here, you're kidding yourself. Yeah. And it means that you are being influenced by it. And next time we have elections that come up, I just want... What I would really, really like is for everyone to turn their social media off, to turn the TV off, to go on each of the major parties' websites, read through their policies, and decide which one mm. works best for your family. Mm. That's what I would like to see happen. Now, it won't happen. Because even though we live in a country where we are legally required to vote, yeah. people don't actually know what they're voting for sure. a lot of the time. Now, the other thing, too, is I would like to see us as a people hold our political parties accountable for the promises they make pre-election. Because how often do you see it where promises are made because it sounds really, really good, it's a sales pitch, that then never actually come to fruition? So I would like us as a people, but again, you can't actually do that unless you know what the policies are to begin with. But I think we do do that. But what I don't like about that is four years is not enough time to make something really happen. Yeah. But I want to pull some good news out of Australian politics. Right. So with everything that happened in America, yeah. it was really nice to see Australian uh, politicians' stance. Mm -hmm. Josh Frydenberg came out and said... He, he used the quote from Voltaire, like, mm -hmm. I may not agree with what you say, but I'll defend your right to say it. Yeah. And he and um, the Deputy Prime Minister, mm -hmm. his name escapes me. Yeah, I can't remember it. Um, he, he said the same thing. He doesn't agree with Twitter taking down. Yeah. Because he, he thinks it should be an open and But have you also noticed that mainstream media has absolutely roasted those two guys for saying that? Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and that's the thing. Like, that's that's what you guys need to understand. Like, they... All they had said is that censorship and freedom of... Like, censorship is not a good idea, and freedom of speech is an important idea that we need to protect. And the mainstream media in our country has completely destroyed those two people in the last two days. Well, the last day since they said that stuff. Yeah. It's, it's been quite gross. And if, and if, if you go down to your, the, the core values of what I'm about, the quest for truth yeah. needs to be in conversation. Yeah, and one of, one of the, the throwaway lines that one of the, um, the news programs showed from the opposition leader was him, again, politicising the issue rubbishing those two guys for their stance because that's just what the opposition leader does. Whatever whatever their opposition does, they say it's wrong. But he said, facts are facts. So he was trying to to say that these guys are are spreading misinformation and they should stop that because facts are facts. Well, guess what? Facts are facts until they're not. Yeah. How many times have we been told that something is a fact only through further investigation to find out it wasn't a fact? Yeah. And if you want to stop every conversation that you don't like by saying, this is the fact, so facts are facts, we need to move on from that, well, then that goes back to that quote. He who controls the past controls the future, and he who controls the present controls the past. And if you read the tweet that's in question, it doesn't say what they said it does. No. It says to me. Yeah. Like, if he gets done for that, if he gets impeached, and I don't think he will. He won't. If he gets... If he gets impeached for that, there are far worse calls to action on the internet mm-hmm. that could be done, uh, that, that you could get persecuted for. Mm-hmm. And that's that's a slippery slope. And that's what I like, the Trey Parker and Matt Stone approach to censorship. Yeah. It's either all in yep. or, or none. none. That's right. If the, As soon as you pick one thing that you can't speak about... Then you're being prejudiced. Then you're being prejudiced. you've already spoken about. It's either all in or none in. Now, I do want to, I, I do want to talk about this part. What, what the media, and what the people, uh, certain people and groups in America have done to Trump. In my opinion, this is this is my my this is what I think is going to happen. Mm-hmm. And I put a quote on my uh, Facebook from Star Wars, right? Yeah. Uh, when, when Darth Vader is going to. Um, kill Obi-Wan, right? Mm-hmm. And he says, strike me down and I'll become more powerful than you can ever imagine. Yeah. That's what's going to happen. Mm. And because of the actions of these, of big tech in the last couple of weeks, they've, they've forced him into a corner. Mm. So he'll, he'll leave office, right? That's happening on the, what are we? 22nd or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. next week. Next yeah. week. So he'll leave office. Yeah. What do you think he's going to do? Mm. He's going to start his own media company. Mm-hmm. He's going to write his own newspapers. He's going to have his own TV shows. Now he's going to have to make his own social media because mm-hmm. he doesn't have access to one anymore. Yeah. He's probably going to host his own... I only just thought of this after the Amazon Web Services thing. Mm-hmm. He's probably going to um, uh, create a hosting service for it because he realises that that's a threat. He's got 100 million loyal followers. Mm-hmm. At the snap of a finger, that automatically makes a tech company massively profitable. Yeah. So you'd be crazy not to do it purely from a business point of view. Yeah. But you're actually, you're creating a monster. And do you think he's going to be more powerful as a president or as a media mogul? Media mogul. Because we're seeing that already. We're seeing it already. Everything we've been commenting on has been about how the media is actually in charge of everything. Yep. Now, I'll also remind you of something too. 
Why did Donald Trump become president in the first place? To drain the swamp? Because he wasn't no. a politician? No. Oh, cause, uh, because Obama called because him Because Barack Obama said that he made a joke at, John, at Donald Trump's expense saying, I'm one thing that you'll never be. That's the President of the United States. <laughs> yeah, so, if you, so he became the President of the United States to spot someone. <laughs> and do you really think if after doing what they've done to him, he's not going to have a go? Yeah, what? Like, you, you back him to corner, what do you think he's going to do? He's not going to go away. Yeah, no, exactly right. Like, and, and again... This is, like, if you, re- if you really disagree with Donald Trump, right? Let's say that you do. If you really disagree with him, what you should be doing is you should be having conversations with him going, I disagree with you because of these reasons. Mm. And then hopefully, him as an intelligent guy, because he's smart, because you've got to be, anyone who says that he's dumb, yeah. you don't become president of the United States or the leader of any com- company, yeah. uh, country, sorry, if you're dumb, or yeah. com- company. Yep. Some do. Yeah. Like, you need to have conversations with people. Mm. Not stifle because you're exactly right. They are going to make him more powerful than they ever have before. And what we were saying before about how censorship removes these people, they're all going to go to his platforms to potentially become more radicalized into the thoughts that he wants them to have. So instead of actually bringing him to the table and going, let's talk, we've gone, go in the shadows and good luck, do your best. Yeah. We've challenged him. So we, they've challenged So if, if he doesn't get impeached, which I don't think he will, because mm. the, the, the time is running out, and I want people to think about that process too. He's yeah. got a couple of days left in office. Why are people going through uh, so much trouble to try and get him impeached? Mm-hmm. And the reason is because if they win, he's not allowed to run again. That's right. Now, I'll give you the tip. He goes and starts his own media company, takes 12 months to get it off the ground, mm-hmm. it's huge, everyone's talking about it, he's yeah. got this He's got this pulpit to talk uh, to talk from, he's got more reach than he's ever had before, he runs again in 2024 and he wins. Yeah. Now I'll remind you as well too, um, one of the uh, one of the platforms that the Biden administration ran on in the last election was that Trump mishandled COVID and was too busy trying to do things for himself than deal with the COVID crisis. What is the Democratic Party focused on right now? Not focused on COVID. They're focused on impeaching Donald Trump. Mm. They're doing exactly what they criticised him for doing. Mm. I mean, you, you, you could go really deep into it, and there's, there's, there's probably... 10,000 contradictory things. Mm. but uh, And I think that happens in any political process because, because the the uh, the agenda... There, there are agendas attached to yeah. a, a lot of politics. So... Uh, but from a, from a root... The root of this conversation is to talk about there shouldn't be any censorship mm-hmm. of any kind. Yep. Okay? There shouldn't be... The only, the only, uh, what is it? The the only cure for negative talk is positive talk. It's positive talk, yeah. right? It's better speech. It's better speech. Yeah. Um, always search for truth. That's that's yeah. a big thing. And protect yourself. Yeah. I'm I'm moving off. Uh, I'm going to move off Messenger as much as I can. Mm-hmm. Um, I've moved to Signal. Yeah. Um, I've deleted WhatsApp. Yeah. So those those are two things that I'm going to be doing. Is I'm going to be using the Brave uh, browser. Browser. Yep. And I'm going to move to Signal as well for messaging. Yep. Yep. Um, because again, like like you said, we, we want to be about practical things that you can actually do mm. um, to make a difference in your lives and potentially in other people's lives. And like we've said, you, people, you have to vote with your feet. Like you, 
it's another old saying I'll throw it out there. The definition of insanity is to do the same thing every day and expect a different result. So if you're one of those people who is upset with social media companies or media companies or or the comp- whatever company is that you use, if you're not doing something about that to change to change that, then it's you're insane. Yeah. Like you're insane because these companies will not change. We in a capitalist society, it's about infinite growth. So if anything, these processes and, and policies they put in place to increase profits, they actually get worse. They they exponentially get worse because you always need to be making more, 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 more. Mm. They're not about doing the right thing. They're, they're about doing the profitable thing. Yep. And you've just got to understand that. And Their metrics do not align with a good... With values. Uh, 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 yeah, with, uh, right. with good values or with like any benefit to mankind. Yeah. Like I, I remember I made the joke years ago that... Uh, Facebook, if they wanted to, could create a smarter human race by every time you log in, you had to solve a math problem. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, they could just do that. Yep. But they don't do that because they'd rather show you an ad for socks. Yeah, that's right. That, you know, so, so they can get paid. Yeah. So, th- there is... You're always got to think about people's motivations. Yeah, and like, I, you know, I do feel like all of these programs typically start with, with good ideas. Hmm. But it, I guess it's that whole thing of like, um, you know, you die while like die young whilst you're still a hero, or live long enough to see yourself become a villain. Like I, I feel like a lot of these like companies they start with good intentions and Facebook didn't. Do you remember what Facebook was? Oh, first? It, sorry, it was about rating women on cam- rating college girls campuses, on college it? campuses, whether you would pump them or not. Zuckerberg. Right, so, so, okay, so let, let's, be, let's be real. Mm. That's never been good. Yeah. Do you know who was good? MySpace. Tom. Tom. Tom, we need you back. Yeah, we need a on. hero. Where is Tom? What's Tom? Travelling the world. Travelling the world, taking uh, taking photos of stuff. and. What does he post on? I don't know. I don't is know. There anywhere that That's a good question. Find we can probably Tom. find it. Yeah, yeah, Tom, yeah. reach out to, to the audio podcast. We'd love to have you <laughs> on, mate. I think his $300 million is... Uh, I don't think he needs to talk to us. <laughs> I don't but, think he should. But I think we need another hero like him. And Lex Friedman keeps on saying that he's going to come out with one. But we need we need some pace. Well, I would love to see a true social media, putting the social... Mm. Oh, maybe not media. Maybe media is the wrong term. Like a yeah. social interacting... You just want a meeting place. Yeah. I mean, that's what... I suppose that's what message boards are. And mm. um, someone just needs to sexy up a... A, a, a real message board. Mm. Um, like remember, remember the good old days of Facebook when you would log on and the first thing on your news feed was the most recent thing that was posted, and then you could scroll down and you could see in like chronological order stuff that was posted, mm. and it was all from your friends. Yeah, yeah. how good were those days? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, well, really I mean, that's, that. I mean, that's what that's what MySpace was, wasn't it? Yeah, it was only it was only the people that were connected with you. So. The only the most triggering thing on sorry, there was two things on MySpace that were that were triggering. Number one was your top friend, because you you had to pick who your top friend was. So I'm sure that caused many a um, fight in the schoolyard when you switched number one and two because all of a sudden you no, like someone number better. two needs to try harder to be a top friend. <laughs> I never I never had problems with that. I you said that a few times and I'm like no I've never I never had an issue yeah. during MySpace days of, of someone saying oh hey, come on, I'm not your top friend. Yeah. So. Yeah. So, so try better. The second thing was uh, the music that you would have playing on it. That's the best part. And now with better internet, that was on dial-up. 
Mm. Imagine on, like, you could have the film clip running in the background. Mm. Tom. Get I need your pack. But again, like you said, with his 300 million, if he's just traveling the world, he's probably... But make one. Make one. To. You help Tom hook up with Lex and Elon Musk. Yeah, because Elon Musk, I think he was the one that tweeted up saying, like, Facebook went from rating girls in college to uh, selling your private data for, you know, mm. sock advertising or something. Yeah, the domino effect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, but, I, I also want to tell a quick, quick story. So I think we've, we've pretty much covered all that stuff. Sure. But this is so, sort of relevant of defeating bad speech with better speech. Mm. So uh, my wife and I went to a movie this week. First time we've been to the movies in a long time mm-hmm. since we since before we had Nate. And it's we were able to go because it was Nate's second day at daycare. Right? So anyway, we're in the movie and... About halfway through the movie, I feel my phone vibrate, and I look at my phone, because I'm not sure if it's a daycare company trying to call me, going, hey, come pick your kid up. There's two old ladies behind me, and one of these old ladies just gets her cranky pants on, and goes, put your phone away, why do you have to use your phone, why is it so important? And I was like, hey, sorry, like I I apologise, and she's like, just put it away, like she was real cranky at me, right? And I know she would have been stewing on this for like the rest of the yeah. film. So it's probably already ruined the film. Now, I had options at the end of the film. The first option was just to walk away, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not a guy who walks away. The second option was to have a go at her, mm-hmm. which I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna be that guy, the hundred kilo bloke who has a go. Yeah, you didn't say it's your mum calling. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now I went with the third option. Which was, at the end of the film, when the lights came on, I stood up, I turned around, and I said, hey, I just want to apologise for using my phone. I'm really, really sorry that I ruined your movie experience. It's my wife and I, it's our son's second day at daycare. I got a message. I just wanted to make sure that he was okay. <laughs> but I'm sorry that I ruined your film. Yeah. What did she say? <laughs> she was just like, okay. And you know, because she was with a friend. She knew she was a fuckhead. Fatality. Flawless <laughs> <laughs> victory. She, she, just, she knew it. Her friend knew it. They were like, you're a dickhead. So that's the whole thing. You don't need to have a go at someone. Kill them with kindness. Yeah, oh, that is that, the most... To me, well, that was better. That was, that was destroying bad speech with better speech. It's funny you say that because I've experienced something similar with some of my inquiries. I've, I've had stacks and stacks of vehicle inquiry, but it's ridiculous stuff. I've got a car out there for eight grand, people offer me two grand. Right? Right. Now, I used to fire off at them and like, it, I used to let it upset me and I thought, why am I letting this person who doesn't care, mm. doesn't know who I am, doesn't care how I feel, mm-hmm. why am I letting them take charge of me? Yeah. So now, I'm, I'm killing them with kindness. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for your input. Yeah. And then they're like, yeah, no worries. And they've walked away thinking they've won. And you know what? I've won too because I haven't, I haven't, I haven't let it... That's right. Because me. you've got nothing to gain out of those. No. Like, you're not going to educate people. No one's like, going to go, oh, yeah, you're right. I'll pay five times yeah. what I offer. You know what? Like, I didn't realise I am a dickhead. <laughs> so I'll pay $8,000. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, that, but that's a real thing. And, like, I find that, you know, people's online conduct is similar to um, people's in-car driving conduct mm. like you know how road rage is, is a thing like people fly off the handle behind the wheel who are normally super placid in real sure. life and it's because they feel like they're protected they're in this, in this protective bubble right I encourage all of us to 
interact online in the same way that you interact in person. Oh, yeah. If you wouldn't say that to someone's face, don't say it. Exactly right. Now, look, joking and stuff with your mates is fine. Oh, yeah, yeah, Like, yeah. I've got no problem with that. Trolling people online, it's fine. As long as it's in the right place. Yeah. Like, it's all good. But I encourage you to interact with people online the way you would in person. Because a lot of these, like, arguments and stuff that you see these days, which are often about politics, because that's what's going on at the moment, it's like, back and forth. If you guys are in person, you'd never speak to each other like that. So... If, if I had to visualize what that looks like, I'd draw a line, right? And there's an extreme left and an extreme right. And yep. I don't mean on political standings, yep. but there'll be an extreme left side of an argument, an extreme right side of the argument. Yep. Most of us actually operate in the middle of that. That's okay? right. But we're not engaging in those. No. And we're actually healthier because of that. Mm. The people at either side, they're never going to bring each other to the center. No. They've done studies that show that you can't change someone's mind. Mm. So I would say... Don't interact with people on the internet unless unless you actually want to have a real conversation. Mm. If you're just saying you're wrong, it's not going to work. It's yeah. futile. Yeah. It's a waste. Can I tell you about a funny traffic thing I saw yesterday? You're talking you about car. So I had to go pick up a part yesterday and I jumped on my little Honda Grom because mm. I was like, this place has never got parking. So I jump on the bike and I'm on my way back. A RAV4 pulls out of a shopping centre car park Mm-hmm. turns left, so 90 degree left, mm-hmm. and just keeps turning, t- turns 120 degrees onto the curb and into the garden, right, and then back on. And I heard this big, like, poof, what sound. What time of day is this? This was, like, 11 o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. The sound was the curb hitting the bead of the uh, of the tyre and blowing all the air out of the tyre. Right. So the car then turns left. So I ride up next. So we get we get to a set of lights. Mm-hmm. There's a lady driving the car. She's now in the centre lane. And I say, your tyre is flat. And she's on Bluetooth. So she's talking to someone. And she waves me off. <laughs> like, yeah, 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 I know, I know. I'm like, no, 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 you're driving on your rim. Yeah. Like, pull over. Yeah, 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 yeah. Waved it off. Yeah. Now, being on a 125cc uh, miniature bike mm-hmm. up against a... You know, a RAV4, I just wanted to get away from there. So I, di- I didn't see what the, the repercussions of that were. But I'm like, if you've got a flat tyre, if yeah. it's that flat, you need to stop. You can't turn. You won't brake. Uh, you know, uh, but she just, she doesn't know. Yeah, I told her. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you probably told her. <laughs> but as we, as and the other tip too, don't turn 120 degrees into a 90 degree car. <laughs> yeah. That's the... But as we've already discussed too, people on online and in cars don't want to listen to other people. Yeah, they know. They know. Yeah. That's an interesting point. All right, guys, that that's probably it for today. So again, key takeaways for today: brave um, browser, brave browser, signal, signal messaging service. Um, tell tell us if there are any others that you use that, for for similar reasons. Um, and yeah, just just be good human beings. We we want search to be good human beings. For truth, search for truth, and that means looking at both sides. Yeah, absolutely. All right, guys, thanks very much for joining us, and we'll see you next audio.